This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. So many conversations I had with exhibitors and visitors that it's essential for innovation to meet each other, to inspire each other, to uh, to feel, to see, to touch products, to really understand what you can do for innovation. That's Annette Bose with Aquatech Global and the Rye Amsterdam talking about the power of in-person events like the Aquatech shows in China, Mexico, and Amsterdam. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, where we promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 337. Joining us for the first time, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. And that's the magic of podcasting, by the way. Be sure to share the podcast with someone you know. We are publishing this on September 20th of 2023. Find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and X. And in this episode, we're going to focus on international trade shows in the water treatment space, specifically WQA's partner, Aquatech. We'll talk with Annette Bose and also with the exhibition director for Aquatech Amsterdam, Martijn de Weird. They'll discuss the comeback international shows are making following the pandemic, what's in store for Aquatech Amsterdam in 2023, and the value these shows bring to the industry, including WQA's pavilion. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA tip. And now on to Aquatech on WQA Radio. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about Aquatech. That's the trade show that's associated with Rye Amsterdam and WQA and Aquatech have been partners for a long time. We're pleased to have Annette Bose, director of Aquatech Global for Rye Amsterdam, and also Martine de Weird, who is the exhibition director at Aquatech, uh, excuse me, at Aquatech Amsterdam and basically, I guess, pretty much runs the show. So, uh, Annette and Martine, uh, great to have you both on the program. Thank you so much, Annette, for joining us. Oh, delighted to be here. I've been working with the WQA, I think, since my start at Rye almost 10 years ago. So, uh, really nice that we can be in your show. And Martine as well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us, uh, Wes. Uh, very nice to be uh, part of the WQA podcast. Um, I've been starting with uh, Aquatech uh, since April this year, so uh, it's uh, quite new for me, uh, the water world, uh, not uh, exhibition management, but uh, water is a new topic, and uh, I'm very interested in um, well building Aquatech and be part of the team. Excellent, excellent. Well, Annette, let's start with uh, a little bit about Aquatech. I just briefly mentioned the fact that Rye Amsterdam has Aquatech as one of its major shows. And if you could just give us an overview, that would be splendid. Yeah. 
Uh, Acrotech has been around since uh, 1968, so it's a very old uh, exhibition brand. And over the year, we have been building it towards a global platform. So now there is not only Amsterdam anymore, uh, but we have Acrotech China, Acrotech Mexico, which are both uh, yearly shows. And then we have our flagship show, Amsterdam, Acrotech Amsterdam, which is every two years and uh, which has visitors of over 148 countries. So it's our international flagship show. And we have an uh, online community with news and views um, on the industry. And there we receive about uh, a million views a year for our sharing our news, our articles, and the information on the industry. So we have, uh, we have been growing uh, towards a global community very fast uh, the last couple of years. Yeah, and that growth has been taking place even though we went through the pandemic. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you could tell us how things have been going uh, since then and, and what lessons perhaps you've even learned. Uh, I think uh, to begin with your last part of the question, I think the biggest lesson I think everyone learned uh, during the pandemic is that we cannot survive without face-to-face -face contact. There has been so many conversations I had with exhibitors and visitors that it's essential for innovation to meet each other, to inspire each other to uh, to feel to see to touch products to really understand what you can do for innovation uh, that's what we learned but we also learned that there is a need for information a lot of information uh, that we shared online has been viewed and reviewed uh, many times so we were able to grow our online community very um, steady during the pandemic uh, however, all the online matchmaking uh, conferences, they were doing well at start, but later it became more uh, difficult. So uh, uh, I think the biggest lesson was that people need to do business with people and they need trust, they need to see eye to eye to really start innovation. And Martijn, I know you said that you haven't really been with Aquatech for too many months yet, but what's your own experience uh, from the other the other exhibitions you were involved with? Well, uh, the pandemic uh, shut down uh, my uh, exhibition management job uh, in 2019, uh, where I was working uh, at the moment uh, right then. So I was uh, personally affected by that. Uh, and I'm happy to be back in business uh, at Aquatech. Uh, so that's, that's one of the uh, impacts I understand. And the other one is, uh, like Annette also told, uh, people do, biz do business with people um, and they want to meet and look uh, each other in the eye uh, and talk about their businesses and talk about uh, their best practices and learn from each other. And that's the best thing to do with live communications. Uh, so uh, I see uh, that is one of the things that, um, well, we put up together uh, in the uh, exhibition industry uh, to get people all over the world uh, back together again. Yeah, and Wes, to add, I've got something. The most important thing of an exhibition is the unexpected meeting. We call that serendipity. It's something that is 
very different to uh, or not uh, uh, to do online. So that is the conversation you have maybe with someone you meet at the entrance or at the bar of the hotel, which will bring your business further. So, uh, or it's the unexpected product. So, um, or it's an answer to a question you didn't know you had. So that's, I think, the biggest value of, of the face-to-face events. You know, I like the way you put that. The answer to the question you didn't know you had. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Or the product you didn't know that you were looking for. Because if you look for innovations online, you always look for what you know. But you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Very, very, very well said. Well, what has been the interest in the 2023 shows? And then how do you look ahead to 24 and 25 at this point, either of you? Uh, let's uh, start with uh, China. We did our last Architect China show in June, which was, of course, uh, our first China show after uh, four years of pandemic. And I think we saw a lot of interest in doing business again over there. And we didn't saw it yet in the uh, exhibitors from international, but we did see it from international visitors. We had a record amount of international uh, visitors attending our show in China. So it bounced back uh, quickly. And our last Architect Mexico show was our biggest show ever. So there is a yeah, there is a very good appetite for coming back, for doing business outside of your own country, learning new opportunities for your business. So it was surprisingly uh, coming back so fast, that w- faster than we had expected. Um, also, uh, we have a good perspective on visitors. We, we started the campaign and uh, that took off uh, very, uh, very well. So we're... Um, uh, well, very keen on seeing a lot of people in Amsterdam in November. Um, and we have, think we have a good program and good partnerships uh, on the way, uh, like with uh, WQA on the Clear Water World uh, and other uh, partnerships you know, on other subjects, um, which will contribute uh, greatly to, uh, to a very good show and to a very attractive show uh, for exhibitors as well as for visitors. So uh, we have a, uh, a very good outlook uh, for November, yes. Great. Let me stay with you, Martijn, on that. And how does WQA and its members uh, benefit from our relationship with Aquatech? Well, there's a long relationship, so that's that's already a good sign, I think. Um, and furthermore, um, we have a focus uh, on clear water, uh, which is one of the topics uh, WQA is also uh, very keen on, like uh, uh, the water quality. Um, and it's uh, one of the um, main topics our visitors are looking for. So that's that's a, um, for the partnership between uh, uh, WQA and Aquatech. It's a, it's a very good um, uh, subject to address together. Uh, you have also the stage uh, where you can uh, showcase your expertise on uh, clean water and also on everything is going on uh, on that part. So also the knowledge part and the expertise of WQA uh, is getting a very good stage on uh, presenting themselves at, uh, at Amsterdam. Now, let's talk a little bit about the change in the show dates starting in 2025. I, I know some people have heard about this, but maybe uh, maybe not too many. 
And that might be interesting uh, to our audience because of the the fact that the seasonality of this, that's all for, for Amsterdam I'm talking about, um, we've, we've traditionally seen that show in November uh, every other year on the odd year. And now it's going to happen in 2025. Can you tell us that, Martijn? Yes. Um, we talked with uh, the market, uh, associations, uh, exhibitors, visitors, uh, and we um, saw some growth opportunities. Uh, as well as uh, in the count of exhibitors as well uh, on the visitor part. But therefore, we had to address some problems. Uh, in specific countries, we understood there were problems with the November time frame uh, because of some religious holidays, uh, which were in the way. Uh, and, um, well, if we are, um, want to grow, uh, we need those uh, countries uh, from exhibitor side as well as from visitor side. So that's an important uh, part of that. And then we looked to the calendar and we saw that um, uh, in the, uh, March uh, there was uh, space in the international calendar. Uh, so uh, less or no competition in specific water related uh, events like Aquatech is. Uh, so several things uh, came together, and that's why after a long talks with uh, like WQA, uh, but also other associations and market parties, uh, we decided to uh, to change uh, to the March uh, timeframe. And you sort of touched on this in terms of what the benefits will be, and that is you hope that yeah. this will be more attractive. But what what other anything else that you hope will change as a result of the change in and going to this March timeframe? Well, like I said, we, we, we're seeing opportunities for growth. Um, and that's, that's, that's important because in the water sector, there's a, a whole lot of things going on. Um, and that's what we want to address in Aquatech. And in the uh, current time frame, we can't uh, pick up all the opportunities we see and, and address them uh, like we would like to, uh, to do. Uh, so that's one of the main reasons. And um, if that is going to be supported by, well, uh, exhibitors and visitors, um, like the countries we, we, we're talking about, then that would be great. Uh, and that would be, well, the, the plus and the plus we, we were looking for. Yeah, and we heard also back from some of our US customers that being further away from Thanksgiving is better for them. They always uh, saw it as sometimes too close. And uh, for innovation and uh, budget-wise, they would have preferred a time slot early in the year as well. So there were many reasons why we uh, we, we we thought that this would be the best move for Aquatech. Uh, there is uh, we outgrown our uh, holes for this year, so we're back uh, on the same track as 2019. And there were also some other exhibitions in the uh, Rye venue, which uh, were in November, which made it impossible for us to grow. Uh, this year we have a back-to-back -back scenario with METS, uh, because we thought that that would be the long-term ideal solution, that we could stay in this time slot uh, without having to deal with all the public holidays that are around in, in Europe and some other parts of the world. However, that is not a solution due to all the, uh, the shortage of work uh, people 
unless there have been a lot of strength stand construction companies who didn't survive the COVID uh, pandemic. So being back to back with another large show wasn't a long term solution. We're doing this only this year. So that's why Aquatech is now from Monday to Thursday. So on the long term growth, the long term opportunities for the market, we had to move. I see. And then Martijn, just again, back to this year's show, 2023, November uh, 6 through 9. Uh, tell us about anything in particular that you'd like to highlight as far as the show itself. Well, I mentioned uh, just before uh, the Clear Water World we're doing together with uh, WQA, uh, which is uh, one of the important uh, showcases where we uh, put partners together, where we have uh, a lot of content which is uh, important for our visitors. Uh, we have uh, several worlds more, like industrial uh, water world, uh, like uh, the wastewater water treatment world, uh, digital world, also circular economy. So there are a lot of um, uh, things going on uh, at the exhibition uh, floor, uh, content-wise and, and, and meeting-wise for, for visitors and exhibitors. Uh, also, we have the Innovation Forum on Monday. Uh, which uh, addresses all the uh, innovations uh, we can find uh, and see and, and present in, uh, in the water sector. So that's uh, that's also very good for visitors uh, to get by. Um, well, and then we have a lot of um, uh, exhibitors with uh, new products, new services. So I think we have a, a, a nice mix of content, uh, meeting spaces, and and exhibitors with uh, with good uh, products and services um, to to make Aquatech the real uh, water tech show uh, in uh, in the world. And WQA will have our pavilion. We uh, obviously invite our members to be part of that. So uh, if you're listening to this and you're getting excited about being part of that show. You just come on with WQA and, and we've got you covered. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, can I add to that? I think WQA is a key player in the world who knows a lot about PFAS, which is one of the most important topics or uh, dangers in the in, in the water quality in this world. So it's it's great to be a partner with WQA and to be able to address this huge topic also in Amsterdam. Great, great. And speaking of topics and trends and things like that, Annette, can you give me your sense of where things are going in the water sector, the water space, water treatment over the next five oh, to ten years? I think water has been uh, uh, as a hot topic as it is today. I think you see it everywhere in the world. There is so much challenges about around water, too much water, too little water, too dirty water, uh, all these contamination. So I think water will uh, play a bigger role worldwide. Uh, water treatment will be, I think, more on the public awareness will, will drive investments uh, into a better uh, water or cleaner water for everyone. So I see very positive outlook. I think point of use, point of entry will grow in, in importance worldwide because it's not possible to get all the contaminations out uh, at a central um, uh, water utility. 
and I think everyone sees the limitations in, in some of the treatments process we currently have. And next to that, uh, climate change will, you know, will make it even more challenges. So I think lots of solutions will go towards uh, uh, mitigations, resilient water systems, and safe water supply. So I see uh, two sides, a positive outlook for our industry, commercial-wise, and for the world, maybe I am happy to be on the water sides where I know that there are so many people driving innovation towards the water industry because yeah, the world is going to need it. So that's my opinion. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you both for being on the program and uh, helping give us a little bit more information about Aquatech and the, and the shows and our relationship that we have, WQA and Aquatech. So thank you to Annette and to Martine and uh, Great to have you on the program. Thanks, Wes. Thank you, Wes. Well, uh, see you in Amsterdam. See you in Amsterdam. Thank you. And our WQA Motivational Minute, the value of complaints. I worked as a busboy in high school. Great job, by the way. And it was a tremendous experience because I had to interact with customers and learn systems for setting up a dining room and bussing tables. Yeah, there were systems in place for that. Uh, one time I stopped by a table to find a customer wanting to send back his fish. And so I took it back and on the way I ran into the hostess and said, some guy is complaining about his fish and he's sending it back. And she said, well, good. And I asked why she would say that's good, and she said because it means we can address his problem and hopefully make him a happy customer. Now, all I had been thinking about was how rude the guy seemed and the extra work for me, but the hostess had the right idea. Complaints are pathways to satisfied customers. A WQA tip, we are now sharing these podcasts on YouTube. That's right. YouTube. Go on over to WQA's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C slash Water Quality Association videos. And then look for the podcasts. You'll see the video of our podcast interviews right on your screen. And video, you know, offers another dimension, doesn't it, to... Uh, to really our podcasts and uh, the, the guests that we present and can be another resource for you and your team. Perhaps you might want to show these videos at a meeting or perhaps part of your training or onboarding. I'm sure there are a lot of possibilities. WQA Podcasts now on YouTube. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. 
So long from WQA Radio.